The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Okay, game plan for tonight is even though we didn't 100% finish uh, Tehillim 115, uh, there were loose ends, mm -hmm. we are going to um, learn 117, that's goal number one. Then we're going to try to refine our understanding of the sequencing. And when we do that, we'll try to refine 116 a little bit. And then Tamar had sent me... Um, some questions about uh, about using the techniques from 116 to relate to God, like thanking him and stuff. And we could talk about that. And then Isaac and I had kind of started an impromptu discussion about relating to God in general. I don't think we're gonna get to that, but it's gonna it might, might overlap with what tomorrow we'll say. Yeah. Okay, so let's read this new parak. Hallelujah Hashem, kol goyim. Praise Hashem, all nations. Shabkuhu kol haumim. Praise him, oh, I accidentally wrote it Hashem, so praise him. All redeemed. I don't know how you want to translate the difference between Paulo and Shevach. Not my kind of question. Um, he, it's even one sentence. It's not even two sentences. Because the for his kindness has overpowered us or overwhelmed us. The um, Hashem and the truth of Hashem is forever. And then um, there's another way to translate Emes. I feel like we we have this recently. Mm, the uh, faithfulness. Yeah, faithfulness. Yeah. So I guess I'll, I'll type that. Faithfulness of the Shemesh forever. Hallelujah. Okay, so where's the pivot? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think it's pretty obvious. The pivot's in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know, maybe there are two points for the pivot. Hmm. I was joking, but. <laughs> I mean, because obviously you could say in the middle of the two token, or maybe. That's one point. Hmm. And then the Emma Toshem Lilam. Is another point. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> there you go. Even even in, in the small things on this stuff to think about. Yeah. So I guess th this is short enough that we should treat this like a Mishlei pasuk, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So just ask all the questions, I guess, um, and then then we'll we'll go into it, right? So what? Um, why is it so short? Yeah, that is a good question. Okay, I think that is a valid question. Why is it so short? Um, and like, I think it's just valid because it breaks from the genre. Like, so it's intentional, you know, um, there is a conspiracy theory about it. Uh, not not a academic one, but um, if you skip down to the bottom of that page, uh, the Me'iri says, uh, and we're not gonna learn the Me'iri tonight, but I put them on here uh, just so you can know, hold on. He says that there is a possibility. Oh, you know what? We're not going to get into it. Let's just say he says there's a possibility that Tehill, that hollow is divided differently than we divide it. Mm. Okay, so that's something to look into later on. Like he, he does say that it's possible that Mitzrayim and Lolano are one parak. Okay, so well, yeah, like stuff like that. So if you want that, then look at the Miri. That's why I included him. Yes, yeah, so why is it so short? Okay, good. What else? And it's telling the nations to praise. God yes. Thing that they, oh. Yeah, it is. It's a deep way. Yeah. Okay. So I guess that, that could be the question, right? Is why? So I guess, first of all, who are the Goyim and, and Umim? Because either it, those are two separate groups or it's just a repetition. And I feel like I'm inclined to say it's not a repetition because the whole thing is only two. <laughs> two so you could have made it one pasuk, you know? Hallelujah, Hashem. So, like, I'm inclined to say that that first part is like, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> I would think so, but I, you know, right. yeah, so I'm inclined to think that there are two different groups. If this same topic appeared in the context of another pair, I would be totally fine saying it's just repeating itself in different words, you know, but that is a possibility. So, I'll just say, are they two different groups? Or is it repeating itself and then in front of these not likely? Um, just a translation question. Yeah. Um, does Umim specifically mean like a people that is a regime? Or is it, could it be like leaders? I think it's people. Okay. Um, I don't know where I got that from, but uh, I think it's a group of uh, neighbor people. And if we need to, we'll have to, we'll, we'll look into that. Um, in fact, while you're asking your questions, I'm going to look at all Torah and just see how they're translated. Yeah. So who is being overpowered? Yeah. You mean who's the Alino? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. Hold on just a second here. Suvin, Helen, one seventeen. Umin. All Torah says, tribe 
that's interesting, were people from related to the Arabic, I can't read Arabic, <laughs> and then the Assyrian, Umatu. Okay, that doesn't help me either. Uh, I guess it says tribes of Ishmaelites or of Midian, so tribes. So I guess that does tell us something, because I think of regime as, uh, I, I got regime from Arthur, but I think of regime as like bigger or more powerful, but um, uh, could be smaller. I bet it's related to the word, um, uh, I wonder if it's related to the word ima, like aim, you know. Hmm. Um, I have no idea what that would mean, but yeah. Um, so what did you just say? Oh, uh, who is being overpowered? Oh, yeah. Who is chesed? being overpowered by his chesed? Oh, can I just gush about all Torah for a second? <laughs> so I mentioned a couple of days ago that I sent in a correction in Mishle from Monday that the the uh, the word low was missing. Mm. You know, so I sent it in, and that it drastically affected the meaning. You know, so I, I sent it in. And said that the critical uh, editions, because I was using Rabbi Yona, the critical editions have the word low, you know. So Rabbi Nevesky emailed me back and said, I read it and it does make sense it should say low. But he said, um, what critical editions are you referring to? Because the lone manuscript we have only has, uh, does not have it. So when he said we have, I don't think he meant he possesses it. Right. But like he checked the manuscripts and when I looked it up, I saw in all Torah it had it in brackets but it didn't attribute to a manuscript. And then I looked in the other critical edition and it attributed it to someone inserting it on his own mm. because he thought it was right. But like, so just the, the, the PSA is not only should you send in corrections to Al Torah, but they, but they research it and like cool. care for everything. So that, that, was, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway. So yeah. Who's being overpowered by his chesed. And then I, I guess we, um, to go back to something you implicitly asked is um, why, Okay, well, according to the Tarek, why are the nations and regimes being told to praise God? Mm. Right? So, according to the Tarek, why? Oh. No, I, I'm asking. Yeah, sorry, I'm asking. Oh. It's saying, right? That's why, right? So, the, so the question is, what argument is the Tarek making for praising, for, for the nations praising God? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then obviously, what does uh, the MSHM Le'olam mean? Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is interesting. Chesed and MS are, are often uh, yeah. juxtaposed, um, and sometimes they're opposites, right? Mm. So what is the relationship between... See, now that I'm saying it, now, now I'm convincing myself that maybe the pivot is between Chato and the MS, because... You see Gavarli Nechasto, I mean, again, it could, be, it could be the other pivot, but the first full sentence seems to end at Ki Gavarli Nechasto, and it's almost like an afterthought or a semicolon or something like that for Vemos Hashem Lelam Haluga, unless that's part of the key. Right. You know, so what's the relationship between the parts? The birth of Bishar. Yeah. Okay, so I guess we could try figuring this out on our own before we go to the redact, right? Oh, here's another question. Another question. Um, and this, I think, is actually what um, well, I should ask. Has anyone read what I've written on this? I don't even know if it's on, if it's on the blog. I wrote something about this a long time ago. I, actually, I don't think it's on the blog. No, it can't be. So this was the, the core question there. What does it mean that you're that we've been overpowered by your chesed? What's the implication of that? Because saying, for example, like ma'ashiv l'ashem, poltag mulohi alai, that how can I repay Hashem? That makes sense. What, what, I mean, to you, what does the word overpowered imply? Like resistance? Yeah, it implies some sort of resistance or fight or tension. You know, you don't overpower something that is not resisting, right? right? So what does uh, gavar imply? Resistance? If so, why? Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a very important question because that's like a, a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now we're in a position to think about it. Who else is in the field tonight? Okay. Yeah. Uh, just a methodological thing I want to point out is I, I had to make the decision, are we going to review the sequence of halal before we do this mm. or do this first? And I think that um, that in the same method that we use in Michelet, that even if we have two things that are related by virtue of their placement or their topic, I think it's a good idea to work on it on its own because um, like this might change our view of the sequence. 
Whereas if we walk into this with a sequence in mind, it might prejudice us in terms of the way we view this. So I think it's, it's a good idea to do it on its own. I guess we didn't ask what is his chesed? What is chesed Hashem here? Is it like a, yeah, and MS also. Uh, I get that we did ask. I think what does MS Lelam, Hashem Lelam mean? Uh, is it saying, uh, yeah, no, yeah. Rearranging the questions uh, here to make them in order. Um, yeah, I was going to say, is chesed, uh, is it chesed in general, or is it referring to a specific chesed? Just mm -hmm. one thought. Yeah. I, I don't, it does seem like Kigavarli Lukhato is like, um, like, is the Goyim speaking? Uh, yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It, but I think you can read it the other way. Yeah. Right? If David is talking to the Goyim and giving, saying, they should praise Hashem because Hashem has overwhelmed God. Mm -hmm. You know, like, let's say, for example, in, um, in Kriyas Yamsuf, uh, or you could even say in Mitzrayim, then the Egyptians were, um, were the victims of the Makos. But the proper response would have been for them to praise Hashem because of the kindness He's doing for us. Right. You know. Mm. Yeah, so I think we, we're we're in the part where we can either come up with a main idea or or answer these specific questions. Mm -hmm. Obviously, why is it so short? We'll have to wait for later. I think that's a. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Exactly. Something yeah. Like specifically hard about this, like harder than other. There's not enough to work with. Yeah. Is that what it is, or you have something different? Yeah. Yeah. Like other other, probably you can like like one or two skin like give you an idea. Yeah. Right. That's true. That's true. Also, these are very generic sounding. Like, yeah. <laughs> how many praises? I mean, how many people and tell them just say that you should praise God? You know, like, yeah. Well, one thing we do see, by the way, is. Uh, and this is kind of a problem. I know I just said we shouldn't think about the previous problem, but this is clearly, um, or it seems to be in the national framework. Mm -hmm. At least it's addressing nations. And so presumably we is not David, it's Claudia Yisrael or right. something, you know. Yeah. Um, could it be that it's the nations speaking, and not, it's still national, but it is, could it be the nations speaking and they're saying why they're not praising? God, like he's like he's saying praise God, all all nations, whatever, and they're saying they're like giving an explanation for why they're not because his that's it overwhelming. I don't think that reads very smoothly yeah. because then you have to say, I mean, there's no implication that it's saying no. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, like there's and. Starting, not, I mean, legally you can start sentence with because, but like it, it is a weird, if, if it's a different person, like. Well, unless they're giving an explanation. Yeah. Like there's an implicit, like, like he's making on them, like you, that you aren't. Why yeah. Aren't you? Yeah. And they're saying, oh, because. Yeah. I, I hear that. It's also the, that is a, like, plain shot is he's commanding them. And so you're taking one extra step by saying, he's commanding them because they're not. Right. And then it's switching parties to talk. And then they're giving an, ex an answer to a question that's not even asked. Yeah. Like it's very complicated. Yeah. You know, that's why I wouldn't be inclined that okay. way. Sure. Yeah. I have a move and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm getting this from last time, but, but I just want to let you know, I have one in case you want to hear it, but I'm fine thinking like we're not in a rush now that we're not trying to finish all hollow tonight. <laughs>
Well, I guess just one idea is that the, um, like the way that the nations view God mm-hmm. is very much wrapped up in how they how Israel is viewed. Right. Um, yeah. And like if Israel uh, you're not God, then it's very easy for them to deny that God exists, or right. at least not strong or whatever. Right. Um, but if you know, but if we have if we have power and good things happening to us, yeah, then. Uh, you know, then it's sort of it becomes like their their idea, like because their idea of God is wrapped up in like material success and political success. Yeah. And so they see our political success, and they like they say, "Oh, God must exist." Ah, okay. So I'll tell you what I think you're doing. Uh, which, if you are, then it's good. If not, then I want to hear what it is that you're doing. Is that um? So you're saying that. Uh, I'll just repeat what you're saying. So, the, you, you, according to my understanding, you're saying that that, um, like, let's say we saw in Lolano, they're mocking us, saying, "Where is your God?" Because presumably we were uh, abandoned, or we 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 were not. Things were not going well for us, you know. So they judge they their relationship to Hashem is based on how we are doing materially in terms of material success, and when they see us succeeding, that overcomes the res- the natural resistance that they would have to praising God. Mm-hmm. So it is, you are citing on, this is what I wanted to ask, you are citing on the possibility that I said that you should praise God because his kindness is overwhelmed us. Is that, okay, yeah, right, right. Sorry, can you can you stretch the Gavar to refer to their existence? I mean, uh, their resistance? Oh, oh. Or did that not work? Gavar Alimi. No. Right. No, because uh, Gavar would imply resistance on the, pe- the part of the people who are having the. Uh, but it, but it is Gavar does make sense because it's showing God's strength. That's true, also. So that maybe that's right. Strength. Right, it's a powerful demonstration of God's kindness. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, also, that this what you're saying fits in with is based on that. Would you say that Emmis is truth or faithfulness? I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I can see the middle. Yeah. So let's. You want to talk it out? Yeah. Um, I mean, either it can be truth, and they they come to a recognition that God exists yeah. because they see us, you know, whatever, yeah. and all that, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, but it could be faithfulness in that, like, they because they are like whatever. I don't know if they know it or they're going to ask us about it or whatever, and like they hear about the the bris and they hear about mm-hmm. like the the fact that this is not just like this one time thing that we got good things. Yeah. It's like a constant sort of like relationship. That we have. Right. So the, the, the topic of the faithfulness, I think does fit in with the chesed thing, but I think in terms of this, if you treat this as one sentence, mm-hmm. then the truth of Hashem is forever makes a lot more sense because it's, that's how you, that's how you explain the first two thirds of it, which is that ordinarily they don't praise God because they don't recognize the truth of God because they don't see any evidence for it. Mm-hmm. But then now that God's chesed has overwhelmed us, they should praise God. And once they praise God, then the truth of God, they will recognize forever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that does make more sense. Yeah. So the theme of this is interesting then, because the theme would, so what would you, yeah, what would you say the theme is, um, if you had to like title it? The theme might be longer than the text. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I was thinking about that, because one of the things I want to do, if I have time, uh, well, I will have time if I have inclination. Is on the plane home. I do want to finally, finally, finally write my four sentence summaries of each of the Prophet mm-hmm. Mahala because I I know that I'm gonna forget them. Like and 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 like I, I want to at least have a record of it. You know, so uh, the summary is definitely gonna be longer than the parrot. <laughs> yeah. Nation's idea of God is wrapped up in quality Israel's success. Yeah. So, um, and while Israel has success, therefore, yeah, no, this is a good, a good start. Yeah, that was a good start. So, what I'm thinking, um, in terms of not answering the question because I'm doubting the question, is uh, this almost sounds like a continuation of Lo Lano, mm. if anything. So Lolanu is Lolanu from Lolanu Kilashimcha Tain Kavod. And that's what's happening here. Right. 
And it's happening, and that whole little lanu ended off with Hashem Zechari Yavarech, and God blesses us because we are devoted to his, um, uh, you know, his avoda and like spreading true ideas about him, and and therefore, Paul Yisrael and Beit Aaron will succeed. Mm -hmm. This sounds like a result of that almost. Like this is this is taking the Kiddush Shmuel Hagadol from us that was not acknowledged by the other nations mm -hmm. in the beginning of Lolanu, and this is now talking about a recognition of it for. Um, yeah. For the, the rest of the nations. Right. So it could be is possible like Lolanu has two expressions. Like one is for the individuals in the nation. Yeah. And like they because they're part of the nation or whatever, yeah. they can you know they get certain benefits. Yeah. Right to God. And then it also has a benefit like we're talking about now to the yeah, the nation. Yeah. Definitely true. Um so now that you're bringing that up, then uh, I do have to express a problem with which is uh, I do find it weird. I mean I kind of brought this up earlier, but I kind of find it weird that first Perkin Hollow is about the nation, second one's about the nation, uh, third one's about the nation, then we go to the individual and then we have this one about the nation. And again, we can't get around that unless you do something weird with the previous parak. But like the way that you're I, okay, even the way you're expressing it, I'm not objecting to the idea. I would still want there to be a reason why it has to deviate from the theme of talking about the fate of the nation. Mm -hmm. You know, like it'd be very nice if we found a way to understand 116 that it's about David, but the idea and the theme somehow pertains to the entire nation. You know, um, we could cross yeah. the bridge when we come to when, when we go back to it. Yeah. <laughs> the way I'm seeing it is it's like more of like a parenthesis. Yeah, like, that's what I don't like. Yeah. I, I mean, I hear it, uh -huh. but I, I feel like like Hollis should not have parenthetical <laughs> ideas, you know? Um, like, well, I, I'd yeah. even be fine with that in, in Sukkim, but I feel like Hollel... But unless unless it would... Meaning, if you had this idea uh, right after Lolanu, like, you wouldn't be... The previous talks of the one, one to see that we just had is yeah. not... It's not an extension of this. No, it's right. That's true. Of Lilana. Yeah, so to drop down menu. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> right. So, right. Yeah. I have a I have one intuition here. Okay, and this is kind of connected to uh, something I got from the Radak on this one, which we'll see. So, if I ask, so Bethesda's Valley Mitzrayim is about the time of Bethesda's Mitzrayim. Okay. If I ask you, when is this about? Um, Mashiach. Mashiach, right? Okay. And I don't know if everyone says that, but the Redak definitely says that. Okay. So now maybe that's the missing link for the previous one. Because mm -hmm. what was the act of Hashgacha, of Hashgacha Hashem in the previous one? Like what, what instance of, of Hashgacha did the whole thing revolve around? Like an individual. Uh, for what like though? Sarah? For what though? Oh, what was it? Like what was David in conflict about? And then what was the, uh, oh. Oh, were they telling him like he's not a good king? Yeah, not he's, he's king. not going to be king. Yeah, and he was right. on the right. So then, what would be the connection between that and Mashiach? Oh, so then, right? Then you never, you don't have those questions anymore of like the legitimacy of the Melech when you have Mashiach. Like, oh, okay. I was thinking something different. Okay, if you had to put uh, chapter one sixteen and one seventeen on a timeline, mm -hmm. then. Yeah. How could you do that categorically and neatly? Yeah. Um, this uh, 116 is like the beginning of the Malthus. Yeah. And this is the end of the yeah. right. So that would tie it into a national level uh -huh. with an individual, right? Because Dovni Malth is an individual, and he was, this, the pair clearly is talking about the individual, but the context of it is establishing the Malthus. And maybe now we get to chapter 113 is God overturning the social order of Egypt. Right. Then you got turning over the natural order and taking us out of Egypt mm -hmm. to uh, on the, our way to become our own um, people. Then this part we need to see what the time frame is. But with Lo Lanu, it's the relationship between us and the Ummah Olam. And then David Mel, then one sixteen is David Melach, the beginning of his Malchut, which is founded in Bitachon and Yerush Hashem. And then this is the culmination of that of that vision. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good, right? <laughs> yeah. They did something funny with 116, man. Yeah. That's how you fix it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good fix, right? Because it's yeah. about the individual versus about the Malchus. Yeah. yeah, I mean, now it could be that we can clean it up in terms of, like, the, the sequence I just said. But I feel like, like, if you're viewing this as the progression from, uh, um, you know, being slaves in Mitzrayim to us having the Malchus Yisrael uh, and... 
and reaching our national mission, right. then that's a good trajectory, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I would want to look at 116 again. Yeah, me too. It seemed, yeah, like it seemed like it was focusing very much on the individual. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm not saying that it's not. I'm saying, though, that the reason why it's there, uh, or I guess one of the reasons why it belongs in the in the thing is because it was to establish the Malchus of David. And you can also argue that maybe that plays into how he could be so certain. Mm. Because we said, I mean, this is a question we raised then also, is that the Avot had promises all the time, and they were not certain about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know exactly how this plays in terms of the rules of Hashgacha, but like, if you're talking about the establishment of Malchut Hashem, then I, I can see like a grounds for that being a certain phenomenon, mm-hmm. you know, and if the Navi tells you that this is... Um, right, well, I guess Jawa will put it taken away. Yeah, right. So it could be taken away. Oh, it could be taken away afterwards, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's interesting though. That, that's another interesting thing, because Jawa was never promised that he would have it forever. Uh-huh. And David is, I think, but I don't know, I don't know how that works. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, um, yeah, that was the, uh, I, my heart always gives a little flutter. Um, when I think about it. you ever hear of the tragedy of Yeravan Ben Navat? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You, but the, 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 not just the tragedy, but the promise that he had that he was given. This is a sad thing. I think I remember. So it's, yeah. It's supposed to, it was, he said, if you follow in the ways of the righteous kings, then there will be two Malchios. Mm-hmm. There will be Malchus based David and Malchus based Yeravan. Mm-hmm. And then he messed that up by building wow. two golden calves. Crazy. Uh, really bad. Yeah. But like he said, you will be established. Like that was the, the plan of two Malchios, which I want to know what that plan yeah. was supposed to be like. Right. Yeah. Okay. So let's do the, yeah. In the, yeah. In the Navi, it says that. Wow. Yeah. It's such a tragic thing. Like, like then the very next thing is he makes the two golden calves. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. That's pretty crazy. That's yeah. like, uh, that's like, like, um, they, like the Chayim Maraglim, and like, yeah. if they didn't do that, like, right? There's so close, right? But the thing is, the Chayim Maraglim is almost more, more, um, uh, more understandable. But we have a history with golden calves <laughs> that didn't. So well, I, I, I had an assignment for when I was teaching um, Malachim that I had students make memes for stuff, and I made one. You know the thing with the guy uh, with the two buttons, and he's like sweating. Okay. He doesn't know which one to press, and so like. Makes two golden, make golden calves or not golden calves? Like that would be that was the decision. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's let's do the redact because I think he'll fill in some details here, and then we'll go back to one sixteen. Okay, and the redact is very very short, clearly. Okay, so redact says, "Halu esashem kol kol goyim tapuhu kol hunim zem mizmor mishnei pesukin levad v'huli mos mashiach." Already longer than the parent. oso shnei pesukin levad. This is cool. All people will be on two sides. Not Yeravan. Okay. Levad Yisrael. I think it's supposed to say Yisrael Levad. Levad Yisrael. Shiyu Batarasan. So Yisrael. Achad. Yeah. Yisrael will be alone with their Torah on one side. Vacholha Umos Okay, and the other people will be on the other side of the Shevon Mitzvahs. The Kulam Yehalalu Hashem. All of them will praise Hashem. Ki Kulam Yodu Boaz, because all of them will acknowledge him at that time. Kamoshet as it said in Tzvania, the only Pasuk that anyone knows from Sefer Tzvania. I think I feel like this Pasuk is the only one I ever see quoted. Likro Kulam B'Shem Hashem Ulo to that they should all call in the name of Hashem to serve him with one. I think Shechem Echad is one purpose. Uh, the weird Shechem, I don't know what Shechem is. It's not like the place Shechem. And since it says at the, I assume Tachlis here is at the end of the Mizmor, Halaluka, Sha'amar Kenegad Yisrael, which is said uh, corresponding to Israel, um, he saw in Ruach HaKodesh that all of the uh, the nations will praise him still. Oh, he does say it's repeating in the same general words. Okay, fine. So, so, so far we've got like the, the, the grand scheme of things and it's answering Isaac's question, which is at the time of Mashiach, there will only be two groups. The Umat Olam following the Shev Mitzvos and Klai following Taryag and all of us recognizing Hashem. And that's like symbolized by the two Pesukim. Cool. And yeah. they are split up that way. Yeah, right. Yeah, the first half is the Umat Olam and then the second half is and that's probably where he gets the it's connected probably draw from. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Then yeah. So 
yeah, I guess. Oh, I didn't say my idea. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, like, where's the line between that and like? Uh, I think because the um, in Perikze Omer Ella Darcheni, like you know, like the pasuk is basically calling attention to the fact that there's only two. Uh -huh. You know, you know, I'll tell you what it reminds me of. It's like the uh, the shortest. You know, here's a trick question, right? What's the shortest safer in a flemish? Oh, the the nuns. The nuns, right? The inverted nuns is Kupsukim, mm -hmm. right? And uh, and it's singled out by the inverted nuns, right? Um, and uh, I think if you said if someone gave an explanation for why that is, and you said, "How's that not like? Isn't that drush?" The answer is yes, but the the psav is like giving you a like matir to engage in. Like it, it was written in a way where it stands out as like a different thing, similar to like. The fact that she, the shiros are written in specific ways, you know, it's like showing that there's a different identity of of, of, of the ksav here, you know. And these prakim obviously are not from the Christians. These prakim are from David. We hold, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's it. Unless you hold like Miriam, hold that this is really part of something else. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So that that's why I say that it, it, it's it's speculative. It, it's like drug in the sense that it's speculative, but it's warranted. It's not like I'm just picking like a random thing and then darshaning it. You yeah. know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what I, I, before we read the redact, what I was going to say about Kigavarli and Chaso, not according to your interpretation of attaching that to the um, to the Umas Olam, but so we said Gavar implies resistance, and I was thinking that if this this is the Umas Mashiach, there will be resistance to the Chesed of Umas Mashiach mm -hmm. because. The chesed of Yimot Mashiach is the influx of Yediyas Hashem that's going to be over everything. And guess what? Most people don't want Yediyas Hashem. You know, they want to be... see from the books being Yes. <laughs> Tragedy. Uh, but we, we see that, uh, like, or not we see it, but um, we, uh, we are attached to values of things other than Yediyas Hashem and, and Yediyas Hashem. And therefore, there's going to be conflict at the onset of Yimot Mashiach. I mean, at what point it goes away and like we see the light of knowledge and then we're on board with that. Like, I don't know, but the, the transition is going to be a rough patch, you know? Um, it's like this hilarious thing. Uh, I don't think I've told this anecdote this year. We, I was teaching about, um, I was teaching about Mashiach to 12th graders once. And, uh, and, you know, this is like late in the year. So they were already like, uh, they already knew where they were going to Israel, you know, to seminary. And um, one of them said, I hope Mashiach doesn't come next year. And I said, what? I, I was like, if anything, you would want Mashiach. And she said, she said, because then my parents would come to Israel. I don't want to be there. I don't want my year in Israel to be one of my parents there, you know? And it was like, it was such a clear thing. Like, like she's attached to the value system. Like, and she wants, she thinks she wants Mashiach, but like she, you know, she wants to party and like venue, you know, it was, it was really, really funny, uh, funny comment. Yeah. So that's what I mean by like, it's going to be a, a, a transition, you know, like, you know, Israel in the Midbar, you know, had a lot of getting used to with the mitzvahs, you know, and, and stuff like that. It wasn't just like easy thing because you can't just give up your values, you know? Yeah. So I don't, I, I wasn't intending to tie that into the whole parak, um, but that was, that was an idea. Okay. Let's read the redact for the second topic. Well, a lot of commentary. In this or with this, then you should praise uh, God. Shagavar Alinafasto, that his kindness has overwhelmed us. Uh, to the point where he took us out from under your control. So we're talking to the going here. You guys didn't believe that he could do this due to the length of our galos. So that is kind of going on your track of saying like they didn't they didn't uh, believe they didn't believe this. Yeah. The ata hodu v'amru kulchem. Now imru, I think kulchem. Now praise and say all of you the emes Hashem leolam. I think, I don't know if that colon is supposed to be there, that the reality of Hashem is forever. Because it, his, word, his statement and his promise were true or faithful. I think this would go either way, that he promised to take us out of Galus. In other words, and then you guys should say, that's one way to say it, or Kigavar which shows that the emissary is low long. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how he's taking it. Um, okay, fine. Oh, Yomar Kenegad Yisrael. Wait, what was it? 
Wait, wait, I missed something here. Oh, so in other words, the first one, it's talking to the Goyan. Right. And this is maybe talking to the, to the Yisrael. Look how he, how he plays out. Okay, so it's asking on the um, the uh, mute, right? Only the nations the world brings out. We shouldn't, right? Rather, this is what it's saying. Halu kol goyim, kulhu david lahon, anan Okay, so it's saying you should praise Hashem kol goyim for everything that He did for you or for them. I think kulhu david lahon. Lahon is for them, not for. It should be lahon. Yeah, I don't know, or I'm misunderstanding it. And then kochkin, we should praise Hashem because gavar alenu yeah, so I guess that is the question. Is, is Kikavar Lenefato talking to the Goyim, or is it saying why we should praise God because he was overpowering after our chesed? Really? What was that? Did you get two options? Did I? Let me say it again. So the first one is it's talking to the Goyim. Yeah. Kikavar Lenefato is saying you guys should praise God, because of what he did for us, he, he kept his promise to us. The other one is, because all the stuff he did for you. And then is giving is saying the reason why we should praise God. Right. It doesn't fit in so smoothly with the Lush in there because it's not telling us to praise God. Uh, let's go on. The Ode in... What well, yeah. I guess just, he's, he's not reading it as... The, it's telling the nations to praise God, but it's just in, like showing, saying, telling to us, like it's informing us that they are praising God. So I still, I still don't know if that worked out because Hallelujah is a team boy. Yeah. yeah. Kogayim, that was all going, including Kogayim, the Jews, huh? Kogayim. Right. Right. But I guess if we're saying, if we're treating Goyim as like Umas Olam, which sounds like how he's doing it. You know, then it's all nations but us. Yeah. Yeah. Can't exclude us, though. It would be still weird to say it's imperative for all the nations of the world. Let's well, that's not the Jews. Question. Is that the Gorsh question? How can it exclude us? And then the answer is it's not excluding us, it's a coach game for us. See, the coach, I think the reason why the coach game doesn't work is if you just answer the question by saying it's a koshkin, then that would be good. But the key, and something about the key bothers me, because it's one sentence. It really, you need someone, you need an urging of us to praise God in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go on. The Ode uh, I don't know what this Shinvav Tet stands for. If you, I'm, I'm not sure what is. Is that a Masakta? I don't know. Shaul Rabbi Shimon Benosha Rabin Kadosh as Aviv. So Shimon asked Rabbi Nokado. Shalos or Chuvos? Shalos or Chuvos? <laughs> chuvos with a pet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Chuvos from people don't know how to spell Chuvos. Amar lo, mahu halu Hashem kol goyim. What does it mean, praise Hashem, all nations? Mihem kol goyim. Who are all the nations? Mihem kol haumim. Good question. Amar lo, he said to him, kol goyim elu umas haolam shashibdu es Yisrael. Those are the nations that subjugated the Jews. Those are the ones that did not subjugate them. Okay, that's not, that's two clean categories among the nations. Amru kol ha'umim. It says all of the the umim ma im ha'goyim sheshibdu If the nations that subjugated the Jews praise hakadosh baruch hu anu shaloshia So then. The umim say, if if we didn't subjugate the Jews, then even more so. He's umrim, and then they began and they said, Hashem kol goyim v'gomer. They said that. Okay, I'm not, I'm not exactly going to read that. I mean, I get the idea, right? Is that? Wasn't well, it so? Isn't it continued? Amru Yisrael, Israel said, Im Anu al achas kama v'kama, and if the goyim are praising him, then we should do it. We should certainly do it. He's still v'omrim ki gavral inachasto. Yeah. So I guess it's the goyim urging each other. Then that's how it's reading the halulah sashem kol goyim. 
it's the Umos being inspired by the Sounds like the Goyim started, the ones who subjugated the Jews started it, which is why I'm still not exactly sure about this. And then once the Umim saw it, then they're like, oh, they're doing it, we should do it. And then once Klaus sees oh, all of them are doing it, then we should do it. Right. Weird. It's very weird because you should think it should start with us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we shouldn't do it just because they're doing it, you know. Um, okay, we weren't done. <laughs> the Aretz says, the Emes Hashem Le'olam. Okay. Mahu the Emes. True or faithful is the covenant that you fulfilled for our forefathers. Oh, that's the Aretz. I will remember the Aretz. Okay, that's a weird drasha. Yeah. I'm fine going with his, uh, his like, shot before he started quoting the drasha of his all, you know, just to get the, uh, you know, I, I think I think it's good, right? Because it's essentially the, 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 the way that you were reading it before, which is, that when they see us being redeemed and God has his chesed of the fact that he um, fulfilled his promise, I guess it's a chesed in the sense that he, it was a chesed to Abraham. Mm. It's not a chesed that he fulfills his promises. That would be, well, be, be, be MS, right, right. Um, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm just wondering, oh, what, what is the chesed, though? Uh, that's, well, it's interesting, because he says, I'll look at the, the redoc on the second passage. Um, at the very beginning, mm-hmm. so he's treating that as a chetet, that he took us out from their rule. So how is that not just part of the emits of fulfilling the bris? Right. Excuse me, I'm, I'm comfortable saying that you could look at the bris as chesed from one end and emits from the other end. The It's chesed in the sense that he chesed l'avraham, like that uh-huh. he did this for Avraham. But it's a bris that he the, the the sticking by it and fulfilling it, you know. Mm-hmm. So then both of them are referring to to the fulfillment of the to the Imot Mashiach, but it's two different frameworks. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, that it looks like chesed from the outside. That's also true. Yeah, the yeah. Key. Well, if you want to go that far, which is even further, is you could say that uh, I mean, this is what the Raman says: is that everything God does is chesed, right? You know, an ultimate framework. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it looks like it looks like uh, chesed. It's true. Okay, now can we go back and and uh, and see if we can tie it all together? Now that we have the that was helpful, Doc. I think, yeah. yeah. And it didn't overrule overpower anything that we said. You know, it wasn't power. Yeah, yeah. So what's the main idea then? So the main idea is at the month of Mashiach, um, the entire world will see the promise, the Abbas being fulfilled, and that will motivate them to acknowledge and praise God and follow his will. And then the entire world will be in line with that goal mm-hmm. through the Taryag and through the Sheva Mitzvahs. Right. So this is like the culmination of Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. Because right. that was the purpose of Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. Yeah. So we should end Hall here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that really makes me wonder what 118 is about. Yeah. Is that the last one, right? That's the last one. It's just extremely long. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. People don't realize how long it is. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It, that ends with uh, um, right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the last one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So now, can we go back to 116 and just tie it up? Yeah. Um, I think I have a hint. Okay, so 116, let's review what we said last time. Stop share. Share again. Okay, so. Yeah. Oh, so we, did we end up with 117 with a pivot? The pivot is, in, is between the two token. Yeah. Seems. Okay, yeah, I think it's in this place. Okay. All right, so this is 116, and... Basically, the main move that we made last time was to say that the parrot, this is the one that's about David as an individual, and it's talking about how to put into practice the type of bitachon that was advertised in the previous parrot. Because uh, that basically just said, don't trust in idols that can't do anything, trust in Hashem and he'll bless you. But then the question is, well, what if you're in a state of tsara and you're in conflict about whether to trust in Hashem? So what can you do? So we said, this is like giving you lots of things. So first of all, 
you call out to Hashem. And you call out to him in all your days, meaning uh, all the time. You call out to him when you're in distress, and you call out to him in Hoda. Um, and put the table making the weird squeaky nose. It's good now. Um, I don't know. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, um, uh, then uh, the second one is that's the first technique of calling out to Hashem in all states, right? Stam when you're in need and then when you have thanks. Um, next technique was recognizing that he's the only one you can turn to. And then what that does is it allows you to cut back on the trust in your own tafulos because you know that they won't succeed without Hashem. And, uh, and you know that, I mean, yeah, there's no way for them to see without Hashem, so you can't really take credit for it. And especially if you're in a state where you can't even have tafulos, you know, then that's easier. That's like the pessy. Then, uh, yes, yeah, stratagems. Yeah, yeah, plans. Uh, Toshia? I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. Are you thinking of Toshia with, without an ion? Yes. Yeah. So that's the complicated word. That means what no one knows, okay. like Kachma or Torah, or we had that initially positive. Mm -hmm. That was the one that we skipped in the first parak on the first day of right. 81. The whole Uchiya Yisgalah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, next technique is talk to your soul. Mm -hmm. That's return my soul to your rest, right? And it's been kind to you. Uh, next technique is, um, is disregarding what people say when they speak falsely about what Hashem will and won't do. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't really highlight that one last time, but that's a Kolahad and Kosev, that's an 11. Technique, the next technique is because there's this danger that if you get a bunch of good, then you're going to feel like you deserved it. Even if you know that it wasn't um, your own efforts, you feel like you deserve it. So the way to counteract that is that, uh, and the way to strengthen your trust in God is through Nadarim, is that when you're in a state of distress, there is an act of a Vodas Hashem you can do which is to make a netter, to repay God. So what that does is it locks in the feeling of gratitude, sets up an expectation for future benefit uh, that's in line with God's will because it's the vote of Hashem. And then when you get out, you are literally indebted to Hashem, which makes you recognize your debt, then gives you the opportunity to pay it back in public, which is a further strengthening of that role of um, of uh, of making your whole existence about Kiddush uh, Hashem. Mm -hmm. Also, there's one that I've forgotten, number eight, according to Mir, you delivered my soul from death, is viewing it, viewing everything in terms of there's my soul, and and the value I have is that my soul should do a vodas Hashem, not my body and my property, which really are only a means to a vodas Hashem. Um, and then um, uh, praising God in public, that's the lifting up the cup and the, the toda, korbanos, yeah, those are the tweet of tools, right? And now the new point we're saying today is that on the one hand, this is the drop-down menu from the last one, which is showing you how to implement all these techniques. But in the scheme of Hallel, this is what established the Mahlouk based David around these values. Mm -hmm. And then the next parak is the culmination of that in Yom Mashiach, um, of Mashiach and David. Cool. Yeah. I have a question about that. Yeah. Um, so I understand the explanation in the context of Hall, but it is also in that order in Tehillim, right? Right. Like, it seems, I mean, I guess the way that I had been thinking about it was like it was a certain way into Hillam and like it it got like imported into Hallel. But I feel like an mm -hmm. explanation for the order that is Hallel specific seems a little um, like, uh, I want to say like incomplete, but I don't mean it as strongly as the word incomplete. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a little well, funny. I, I don't know about that because David wrote these for Hallel. Mm hmm. You know, like he wrote these two views for Hallel, and we even mentioned him in the bracha. Habukher Bashir Zimra. Wait, no, no. We mentioned David somewhere in Shabbos of Shabbos. Yeah, Yeah. You know, and there's all these halachos that you can only use David's tehillim for Hallel, and like you know, I'm not answering question tomorrow, but I'm I'm saying the counter weirdness, like that. That's what makes me think it's not as weird. Um, that he wrote this specifically for, uh, for for these purposes. It is an interesting question, by the way. 
uh, I don't know the answer to this, but what hollow did polyester say at um, uh, before in all the years before Dove and Mel? Because they had they had hollow, right? Certainly by Corbin Pesach they had hollow. Yeah. You know, I bet someone addresses that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, they knew that one, it's one song, yeah, uh, Hannah. right, yeah, yeah, um, but uh, Tamar, the other thing I was gonna say also is, um, is I don't think this is like uh, the explanation that we give, even if Paula didn't exist, I mean, it is an explanation of the token, you know, like that makes sense. I don't think there's anything like forcing us to say that it's in the context of hollow for that, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, right. I mean, even if they're not for hollow, these are still a set of still set. Yeah. Set of yeah. Now, would you know that it's a set if you didn't have hollow? I guess that's a question. Mm. Um, in order to answer that, I think we'd have to look at the one before. Um, look at that. Uh, you Uh oh man. Yeah, of course of course it ends at 118 because you know what 119 is. One nine is the longest one in the entire safer. That's the one with eight eight them for each letter. Can you imagine we have to say that in hollow? Yeah. So 112. Yeah, so you know, if you were just looking at the Psukim, it does seem like there's nothing really differentiating 112 from 113 because they both start off with Hallelujah and same thing with 111. So I guess it's safe to say tomorrow that whatever the sequence is ends either with 117 or 118. It definitely doesn't go into 119. And then uh, I guess where it starts is a good question. I, you know, I, truthfully, I don't even know if there's a Mahalokas in the Gemara about where Hallel starts and ends or what Hallel is. So like, like it could be that the Mahalokas is much bigger and we really would have to look at that in order to be able to tell. Like what the relationship, what the relationship is between the the program and hollow. Okay, I think that's a good place to stop for tonight. We got enough to say hollow with Kavana up through one seventeen, and then uh, and uh, yeah, I mean I'm I probably will end up looking at one eighteen over over the fog because I I can't stop now, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right. Alrighty. John, Thank you. Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, go you. ahead and. Uh, you're welcome. I'm going to exit. Um, oh, sure. I'm not going to exit because I got a message. Okay, hold on. Let me just stop the recording. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop recording. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.